Hello, friend. Thank you for tuning in once again to this broadcast. I can't thank you enough for being part of our listening family all across our nation and truly our world. It's amazing to hear so often of people even outside the borders of our country that listen to this particular broadcast. Thank you so very much. Today, as I spoke about yesterday, I'm going to, as best we can, allow Jesus Christ, allow God to speak for himself. You say, what about tract highlights? What about spending time talking about the work and ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated? Well, I'll be honest with you, there's much to talk about. I, I could tell you about the burden God has laid on our heart for a brand new endeavor into a, a country that we've barely scratched the surface in, in any meaningful way as far as gospel tracks. I could, I could tell you about the new technological advancements that we're pushing towards. We could talk about all of those things all of them seem a little dim in the light of his glorious grace. Jesus Christ, that song that simply says, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. Well, let's let him in his own words, speak to us today. Turn to the book of John, chapter 8, just as a very quick refresher. We're not going to expound on this passage, but I just want to give this as a way of introduction. And I'm going to ask you, I know we're so close to Christmas. I know your mind is preoccupied with other things. I know the fact that it's unlikely if you've forgotten to purchase a Christmas present for your significant other. Oh, please don't let that be the case. That with USPS delays and all of those things, it's unlikely that it will arrive in time and you're bemoaning the fact that you should have been better prepared and all of those things things. Could we set those things aside for just a moment? Could we focus in on the person of Christmas? Yes, the reason for the season in that well-worn and still true cliche. Could we allow God, in the form of his Son, to speak for himself with language that only he could have inspired? John chapter 8 and verse number 51 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him. But I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, 
thou art not yet 50 years old. And hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Goodness gracious, to have that bomb dropped on those Jews, those people that were trying to be so antagonistic to him. You're not yet 50 years old. How do you know Abraham? And he says, well, before Abraham was, I am. To be honest with you, they couldn't wrap their minds around it. I don't know that we can wrap our minds around that statement. But I'd like to continue on today and look at a few different aspects of Jesus Christ and let him speak for himself. Now, we will need our Bibles today. Can you imagine that for a program called Bible Tract Echoes? We're going to need our Bibles. I'm grabbing mine right now and turning to the book of Luke. The book of Luke, chapter number two. You're going to hear some pages rustling here in the background. It's proof that I'm using my Bible, just like you should be. If you're not able to, for whatever reason, maybe you're driving right now on your way to work, I completely understand. You just listen along. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 49. Let's look at, we're talking about the person of Jesus Christ for just a few moments. And in his own words, he gives us his mission. Luke chapter 2, verse number 49 says this. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? Now, you've heard that phrase before, I'm sure. I must be about my father's business. Well, here in Luke chapter 2, verse 49, is where that's found. And Jesus Christ is saying in his own words to his parents, actually, that, Mom, Dad, I love you. You mean a lot to me, but you got to realize that I've been sent here. I'm on this earth for a greater purpose than just to be the son of Mary and Joseph. Though I'll be trained as a carpenter, though I will work alongside my father, though all of those things will come to pass, come the time I turn 30. I have a purpose, grander far than you can ever imagine. I must be about my father's business. We could look at his messengers after his mission. Matthew chapter 13. Let's flip over there for just a moment. You could find this in Luke 15, 10 as well. But Matthew 13 and verse number 41. I'm finding my way there. Luke 13. I'm sorry. Matthew 13 and verse number 41 says this. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels. And they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity. This is Jesus Christ speaking for himself and alluding to judgment to come. How about his majesty? Right here in the same verse. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity. He calls it his kingdom. How about his prerogatives? How about the fact that Jesus Christ has some abilities that you and I can never have and will never have? I'm going to need you to turn over to the book of Mark chapter number two and verse number five. Mark two, five says this, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, 
Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Do you realize there's no one else on earth that can forgive sins in that way? There is no earthly father with a little f. There is no priest, prophet, pastor. There is no man of the cloth that can forgive your sins on God's behalf or otherwise. Only Jesus Christ can forgive sins. He saw the faith of the men around the lame man and realized that, yes, we can forgive each other and not let something harm our relationship, but only God can truly wipe away sin. Turn over to the book of Matthew, chapter number 25, for sake of time. I've got so many more that we could go through here, but really, you could open up the Bible yourself after this program and just look through the Gospels. If you have a red-letter edition, you can see them very easily, but I'd recommend even just reading along and seeing the context around when Jesus speaks and when he speaks of himself. Matthew, chapter number 25, and verse number 31. Let's try to hop, skip, and jump through here. There's a longer passage at hand. But Matthew 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in, naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, ye came unto me. We see here in these few verses, and we could continue reading for context, that he is the judicial branch. He is the judge between those that are his followers and those that are not. But then in verse number 41, then shall he say unto them on the left hand, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting father, prepared for the devil and his angels. He is also the executive branch. He executes judgment when necessary. But can I also say this, that he is the legislative branch he makes the laws. The law book that you and I are compared to, the standard by which we fall so short all the time, he made a way of escape for you and for me. With his own shed blood and with his words, he said, it is Finish. He died in your place and mine and allowed the judgment that you and I should be under. That departing that we speak about here in verse number 41, we don't have to suffer that if we accept him, if we want to be part of his family. He's the only one that can forgive sin. He's the only one that can judge the world. He's the only one that can rule the Sabbath for sake of time. Mark 2, verse 27, you could look at that. We could talk about his passivity with his foes in Matthew 26, verses 62 and 63. With his friends, Matthew 16, 16, John 2, verse 28. We could also talk about his proclamations. John 7, 45, 46 says, Then came the officers to the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they said unto him, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, no man ever spoke like this man. Very quickly, here's the lightning round, okay? 
He talked about the fact that he literally came from heaven, John 3.13. He said, I am seven times, John 8.58 and Exodus 3.14. He is the bread of life in John 6.35, and 51. He is the light of the world, John 8.12. The door of the sheep, John 10.7. The good shepherd, John 10.11 and 14. The resurrection and the life, John 11.25. The way, the truth, and the life, John 14.6. The true vine, John 15.1 and 5. He tells us that the Son of Man is sitting on the right hand of the Father in Matthew chapter number 26. Friend, he had a lot to say about himself. I could host this broadcast for a million years and never scratch the surface of the greatness of God. Would you join us tomorrow here on this broadcast? I want to thank you for listening today. Have a great day for his glory. And God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.